Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. When an EF2 tornado tore through Selma on January 12th, historic structures were among the landmarks damaged by the power of the storm. Candy Duncan, treasurer of the Selma Dallas County Historic Preservation Society, joins us with an eyewitness report from her survey of the damage following the tornado. Selma was incorporated in 1820, just 10 miles from Alabama's first permanent state capital, Old Cahaba. Candy Duncan, thank you so much for joining us by Skype from Selma. Thank you for having me. Tell me what you're seeing as you look around outside. Well, right now I'm in my own home at Union Street, and there are trees that we cut up off the back of the house where they fell, and it's just about taller than the first story of my house. We've lost so many trees. I used to think when I would hear, E2, that doesn't sound bad, but the problem with tornadoes is they twist. We were sitting at the dining table when it came through, eating lunch, and there was a tarp on the house next door where a chimney that they were working, it was just flapping in the breeze. But it twisted the trees when it turned, and so they fell down. And it's just devastating all over. We've lost so many of our beautiful oaks. It is just horrendous. Because people come to town to see, besides the older homes, they come to see the oaks. Alston Fitz, the writer, described Selma as the queen city of the Black Belt, known and beloved for its historic structures. How are they doing in the aftermath of the storm? Well, unfortunately, on Mabry Street, where Sturdivant Hall is located, there were a number of homes on that and the Parallel Street Tremont that lost their roofs. One person had posted already that their insurance company had totaled their house. If they total it, people don't usually build back, and that is very scary to lose historic structures in your neighborhood. It really, really is, but I'm hoping that with the FEMA money and the SBA money that's supposedly coming through here, that people that don't get enough with insurance will be able to apply for the other monies and be able to rebuild. And some of these historic structures are how old? Well, we have some that were built prior to the Civil War. You knew Selma has that system of plaques where the blue, the yellow, and the green, and the ones that are blue that were houses that were here prior to the Civil War. So, you know, even though Sturdivant Hall itself wasn't damaged, the place out back where they have their little store, their gift shop, and they have a piece of rental property up above the gift shop, it sucked its roof off. So even though you have the main decking part of the roof, a long time ago when they put decking on, the boards weren't flush with one another. They have spaces in between them, so they got a lot of water damage, as a lot of the older homes did. And Heritage Village is the property that the Preservation Society owns that's located right across McLeod. That's a side street from Sturdivant Hall, and we were heavily damaged there. We lost almost every tree we had on the lot, and unfortunately, they fell on several of our structures. We were not able to have 
insurance on all of them. We had managed to get liability on some of the smaller ones, but only one of them did we have regular insurance coverage that'll pay for the damage. But Christine Vaughn had left us her house, what we call Miss Minnie Sue's Cottage, and it has a lot of interesting architectural details that are similar to the things in Sturdivant Hall, like the plaster medallions and the decorative stuff. Fortunately, that's still there, but it sucked the roof off the top. So we've got to get that put back on there, and we don't have funding for that sort of thing. And we've got a lot of generous people in Selma these last two weeks. We've had a lot of people coming in, members that help clean up, and they're helping us to get the trees up and try to collect some of our architectural features on porches that blew off and keep them so we can have them reproduced because that's really important because folks don't know how to put it back if you can't show them the way it was. We've got a Facebook page, and we have... Our website, historicselma.org, where you can be kind and maybe give a donation towards the Preservation Society because we don't come in line for any FEMA funds. They told us maybe later on churches and nonprofits may have some money come down. They hope it will, but presently we can't be successful in applying for either of those monies. And we've been paying for the roof on Tremont School that we worked on after we secured the original YMCA on Broad Street. We felt like we owed it to the neighborhood to fix up Tremont School instead of tearing it down. We worked on the windows to the tune of around $40,000. And we came in and looked, and there were mushrooms growing on the windowsills. So we had to re-roof it. But we paid our note down. We work hard with fundraisers. You know, we still have our tour of homes, and we have a salad luncheon, and we have tours of the cemetery, and we try to raise money to do these things. But the devastation is just all over our city. But folks remember Dallas Avenue and going out towards the armory out that way. The little houses are just somewhat like they've imploded. The Reformed Presbyterian Church that was on J.L. Chestnut Boulevard, what used to be called Jeff Davis, that whole street, it just took out all the telephone poles and everything. And that beautiful old church is just a pile of rubble now. The food pantry where we give out food every other week is right across the street from it. It looks like it just imploded. It just fell in on itself. So, Candy, driving into Selma on Highway 80 and crossing the Edmund Pettus Bridge, What are people going to see as far as areas that are still intact and the areas that are not? When one rides across the bridge, it looks pretty good right there because Charlie Lucas has a studio that we're in at number nine Lauderdale Street. We're doing some measuring to try to work on the Edistone Hotel that's down there on Water Avenue and Green Street because it's about gone, but we were, we got a grant to try to, to preserve the part of history that it was to give measurements knowing what it was like. They look okay. Maybe a few bricks fell. But as you move on the three or four blocks, you cross Alabama Avenue, Selma Avenue, and then Dallas Avenue, the four main churches that are together, Church Street Methodist, the Cornerstone Presbyterian, St. Paul's First Baptist, there was damage to the turret on the Church Street Methodist Church. It just peeled off the copper sheathing on their roof. And then as you go down Dallas Avenue there, there are trees down all the way. Some of the older houses on Dallas Avenue were damaged. But as you go deeper in, if you turn down Maple Street, as I said, where Sturdivant Hall is located, you couldn't get by that street the day it happened because there were trees all in the street. Union Street, which is one street over, which is the back of where Sturdivant Hall is, through Old Town, because all the trees had everything blocked. You couldn't get down 
the street. What is your assessment about the feasibility of restoring historic Selma structures? I think that there are enough structures that have good parts of them left that we will still be the largest historic district in the state of Alabama. I just hope that we don't have people that will decide, I got my big check, I'm going to leave town. I hope they will stay and rebuild because we do have a lot of damage from trees. Like I said, it's tough to decide when your whole roof is gone. And some of these insurance companies find it easier to just total the house than do repairs. We had had a gentleman from Tuscaloosa when a few years back when they had their horrible tornado hit them that he was advising people to think about it hard. Don't take the first number that they give you. You can go out and get an estimate and talk to other people that put roofs on, and if they tell you that it should cost more from that, argue with your insurance company and tell them, I'm not taking $8,000. It's going to cost ten to put this back. Now, I really need ten. He was very nice and came down and was telling people to, to, you know, keep that in mind and don't just take the first amount they try to give you and leave. So hopefully we'll be able to come back. I want to thank you for being with us today by Skype. Thank you so much. That was Candy Duncan, treasurer of the Selma Dallas County Historic Preservation Society. More information can be found at the website historicselma.org. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is now a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.